Welcome to Capital Edge Church. We have a fantastic message for you that we hope challenges, inspires, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into it. Lord, we thank you that today is a day of celebration. It's a day of celebration, Lord, that you're not a God who is in an empty tomb, but you're a God who has risen, conquered death and hell and the grave. And we thank you, Lord, that because of that, we can face this day, we can face tomorrow, we can face whatever comes our way because we have the assurance of a risen Saviour. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Well, it's great to see you today. Great to be in church. We had a wonderful time on Friday and uh, as we commemorated the death of Jesus and uh, just a wonderful, wonderful time and uh, God is good. God is good. I think that this weekend is the most important weekend in the Christian calendar. I love Easter weekend and uh, I just believe that if our hearts are open, we can receive something new and fresh in Jesus this morning. Amen. This morning, I want to share with you just briefly on the bread of life. So if you will turn to Luke chapter 24, open up your applications to Luke 24. I just want to read you a passage that takes place. This is three days after Jesus' death. Luke 24, starting at verse 13 and reading through. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked away, They were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognising him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? And they stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, said, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth. They said he was a prophet who did miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him. Then down to verse 28. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he was going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. I want you to pay close attention to these next couple of verses. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it and he gave it to them. And suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognised him. And at that moment, he disappeared. Wow, imagine that. I want you to notice something this morning that when Jesus the bread of life, blessed the bread and broke it in front of these followers. Their eyes were opened and they saw Him. I'll be repeating this little phrase throughout my message this morning, 
but I want you to pay close attention to it. There's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. There's something about blessing and brokenness when they are entwined, when they are intermingled. There's something about that that reveals Christ, the bread of life, blessed and broken. We'll be revisiting this passage in a moment, but like one of those films that you watch where it starts at the end and then goes back and traces it all the way through as to how you got there, that's what I'm doing this morning. And so what I want to do is I want to actually go back a thousand plus years before Christ was born. I want to go to a story of a, a young Moabite woman called Ruth. It's a great story. If you haven't read the story of Ruth, it's just four chapters in the Old Testament. I encourage you to read that story. But Ruth is a Moabite woman and Naomi, her mother-in-law. These are two individuals that are, they're broken. They've lost their husbands. They're living in a land where there is famine. They have very little to their names. And so they have decided to return to Naomi's home city, Bethlehem. So broken are they that when they arrive and Naomi's friends come out to greet her, she says, don't call me Naomi anymore, but call me Mara. Call me Mara. That means bitterness. It means broken. And so they arrive and Ruth goes out to glean the dropped grain in a field. She goes out and picks up those pieces of grain so that they can at least have some bread. And the owner of the field, a guy called Boaz, he notices her and he shows her remarkable kindness. And she is actually given some more grain, some ample grain to make bread. And to her and Naomi, let me tell you that, that bread was really the bread of life. That was survival. That was sustenance. So Ruth tells Naomi and she replies, Naomi replies to her that Boaz is actually a part of her extended family. And she refers to him as this. She calls him this four times in that little story. She calls him the Redeemer. Long story short, Boaz blesses Naomi and Ruth and he ends up marrying Ruth. So in the town of Bethlehem, blessing and brokenness mingle to provide the bread of life and the Redeemer is revealed. So why is that story so important to us today? Well, let me tell you, because from Ruth and Boaz's bloodline came the royal line of David, from which came a saviour called Jesus. Many years later, in that same town, Bethlehem, Jesus is born. Bethlehem, by the way, means house of bread. It's only natural that the bread of life should be born in the house of bread. And when Jesus is born, there's incredible blessing. We, we all know the story. We all celebrate the story. Choirs of angels singing glory to God in the highest. Shepherds rushing to worship Jesus. Later on, wise men coming bearing gifts. 
But while there's blessing, there's also brokenness. You see, Herod wants to destroy this child. The country's under the cruel tyranny of of Rome and, and a child who should have been born in a palace is born in a smelly old stable. Broken. But in the town of Bethlehem, blessing and brokenness mingle and the bread of life, the promised Messiah, the Saviour of the world, Emmanuel, God with us is revealed. You see, there's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. 30 years later, Jesus starts his earthly ministry. His reputation and his prominence have have grown so much that he decides to get with his disciples and he says, let's just go away. Let's just go to a quiet spot and be by ourselves. But we know the story, the crowds actually follow him. And these were big crowds. We know that this crowd was 5,000 men and then women and children. And they want to listen to Jesus' teaching, so he teaches them. And then he says this to his disciples. He says, they're hungry, we need to feed them. Imagine what the disciples thought at that time. So the disciples rush about and they think, what can we find? And they eventually manage to scrounge up five loaves and a couple of sardines from a small boy. Now, knowing small boys, he probably traded it in for a pocket knife. And listen to what Jesus does. Mark 6, Jesus took the five loaves of bread and the two fish and he looked up to heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so that they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. You see, the bread of life, he blessed the bread and he broke it. And there's more than enough food for everyone. You see, blessing and brokenness, they mingle. And the bread of life, the God who supplies all our needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus, the El Shaddai, the God of plenty, the God of nourishment, the God of more than enough, Jehovah Jireh, the provider, is revealed. You see, there's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. The Gospel of John tells us that the very next day or soon after, Jesus stands up and he makes this incredible declaration in John 6. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty but you haven't believed in me, even though you've seen me. Down to verse 48, yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone 
who eats the bread from heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. Down to verse 58, I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. There's incredible blessing here. Jesus declaring himself the bread of life. This is living bread. This is sustaining bread. This is eternal bread. But there's also brokenness. There's a crowd who are lost in their unbelief. We read later that the crowd murmurs against what Jesus is saying because it's such a hard concept for them to grasp bread and his flesh being that. We read also later that disciples at this moment, because of his hard teaching, they deserted Jesus. There's blessing, there's brokenness. You see, blessing and brokenness mingle and the bread of life, the eternal Son of God, the one who sustains, the Son of Man who became flesh, the all-sufficient one is revealed. And at the risk of repeating myself, there's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. It is the night before the betrayal. The night before Jesus is arrested, the last supper. Listen to what Jesus does. Luke chapter 22, verse 19 to 20. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. He took some bread and he blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took another cup of wine and he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. Jesus blesses the bread and then he breaks the bread. There's blessing here. Oh, what rich blessing. There's a new covenant offered through his blood, not a covenant of law, but a covenant of grace. There's forgiveness of sin. There's cleansing. There's being made whole. But there's also brokenness. There's betrayal, rejection, sacrifice upon a cruel, rugged cross. There's death, there's a cold tomb. See, blessing and brokenness, they mingle together. And the bread of life, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, the atonement 
for sin, the ransom for many, the Saviour whipped and torn and crushed and bruised for our sin, the suffering servant is revealed. You see, there's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. Which brings us back to where we started today with two followers on the road to Emmaus. Two followers who are talking about this crucified Saviour, Jesus. Two broken, sorrow-filled followers. And Jesus shows up and they don't recognise Him and they invite Him home to dinner and then He blesses and He breaks the bread and their eyes are opened. Blessing and brokenness mingle. And the bread of life, I want you to listen to this. The bread of life, the risen Saviour, the conqueror of death, hell and the grave, the victor over sin, the defeater of the enemy is revealed. You see, there's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. Let me summarise for you this morning. Through blessing and brokenness, the Redeemer, the Messiah, the Saviour, Emmanuel, God with us, God who supplies from heaven's resource, El Shaddai, God of plenty, God of more than enough, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the bread of life, Son of God, Son of man, the all-sufficient one, the lamb slain, the atonement for sin, the ransom from heaven, the crucified Saviour, the suffering servant, the risen Saviour, the conquering King, the overcomer of death, hell and the grave, the victor over sin and the enemy is revealed. You see, there's something about blessing and brokenness that reveals Christ. And I want you to listen to this this morning because this is where the rubber hits the road. There are times in our lives where we experience blessing and there are times in our lives when we struggle with brokenness. I can guarantee that today on this Resurrection Sunday, I can guarantee that some of you today are feeling the blessing, but others of you may be just feeling broken. Either way, either way, the blessing or the brokenness, either way, what a perfect opportunity to have the bread of life, Christ Jesus, revealed in your situation. You see, today's an opportunity. Today, Resurrection Sunday is an opportunity to see Jesus Christ afresh. Whether you're 
feeling blessed or whether you're feeling broken or whether you're feeling something in between, this is an opportunity for you to receive a fresh understanding of Jesus in your situation. Let's close our eyes this morning. Thank you, Jesus. There may be people here today. You may not know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. You may know church, you may know religion, you may have read the Bible, you may know some of the stories. But if truth be told, you've never entered into a real relationship with Jesus Christ. You've never invited Him to be Lord and Saviour of your life. If that's you this morning while no one's looking around, can I ask you to do just one thing? If you want to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour of your life, can you raise your hand? I'll acknowledge it. You can put it down again. And then we as a congregation are going to pray a prayer together, inviting Jesus to be Lord and Saviour. Is there anyone today that says, yeah, that's me. I want Jesus to be Lord and Saviour of my life. Why don't you raise your hand now? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Anyone else today? I want Jesus, the bread of life, to be my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Church, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Repeat these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on a cross for me. I accept you as Lord and Saviour of my life. You've forgiven my sins and you've accepted me. I turn from the way I was living because I want to follow your ways. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Reveal yourself in a fresh way to me, I pray. Amen. There may be people here today too, and as I was sharing on just feeling broken, something was stirring in your heart. Yeah, that's me. That's where I find myself. I want to pray for you this morning that in your circumstance, there will be a fresh revelation of Jesus. Can I ask you to be brave enough to stand because we want to pray for you. Why don't we do that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray for those who are standing. Lord, I pray that in their circumstance, in their brokenness, in their hurt, Lord, I pray that you'll just reveal yourself afresh. Lord, where there's hurt, you'll bring peace and comfort. Where there's pain, you'll bring joy and longing. Lord, I pray that in their situations today, on this Resurrection Sunday, you'll reveal yourself afresh. We ask this in your precious precious, wonderful name.
Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Fantastic. Well, what a great Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. You know, they do something in mainline churches that I really love. And it's this, the priest or the pastor or the reverend or the bishop or the grand poobah, whatever you want to call them, they get up and they say this. They say, He is risen and everyone responds, risen indeed. So we're going to do that this morning to finish off our service. But I don't want it just to be some liturgical thing. I want it to be a celebration of joy and thanksgiving. So let's stand to our feet. I'm hoping that at the end of this, we just give our Lord and Saviour a big applause. So let's go. You ready? He is risen. Come on, let's praise Him. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord. You're an awesome God. You're an awesome God. Thank You, Jesus. You're no longer in a grave. You're no longer in a tomb, but you have risen again and you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Fantastic. Well, we have another great service tonight, 6 p.m. Some of you may want to come out for a double dose. I think that's a good thing. Bring your friends, bring your colleagues, bring your neighbours, bring your enemies. Bring everyone you can think of to hear the message of salvation, the greatest message in the world. God bless you. Have a great week. Have a great Easter weekend. We'll see you next Sunday. God bless.